Conditioning picking up over the mic? No. Okay, good. That's how we start. The air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> Story of my life. Title <laughs> <laughs> my memoirs. I mean, you're spending your Valentine's Day doing a wrestling podcast. Well, my girlfriend lives an hour away and she hasn't met my daughter yet. So there's, there's a reason. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I don't want Valentine's Day to be like, all right, well, let's load up and meet the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to sit here while I record talking about Universal Soldier, the return, not Universal Soldier 2, Marcy. because that's something different. <laughs> yeah. Have I done that before? <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I have had a date over and recorded a podcast. <laughs> no, to be fair, it was a watch along. It was a watch along, but she was not watching. She was not. <laughs> she was on the couch on her phone. <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny to reveal at the end. Because I was like, yeah, I got to go. You know, I've got a girl waiting on me. Like, oh, where, she, where does she live? I'm like, oh, she's here, actually. And I turned my laptop over. There she was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I felt so bad for that girl. But you seem to have made it work. So good on you, Dalton. Oh, not the same girl. Not the same girl. Oh, well, not the same girl. <laughs> <laughs> that she... ended very abruptly. Actually, it just kind of fizzled out, you know. It was, it was, it was, she apparently was not into men that record podcasts with her in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I still worked out for you in the end, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the thing that had to happen for you to get where you are now. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was never going to work with her anyway. It was fine. You had to just you just have to hit the fast forward button on that one. Right, right, right. If if you have any idea of the way I felt about this girl, I recorded a podcast in front of her. That should tell you about the most insane human possible. Oscar, have you heard of Will Blunderfield? No, I have not. I'm going to send you a link when we get done recording this podcast. I want you to watch the entire video and then tell the group chat how you feel about it. <laughs> okay. All right. What podcast are we doing again? We're the Pup Pack. We're the Pup Pack. Bark, bark, big dog in the house. Oh, we really have to work on this intro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling that a little bit. Everybody, I thought we were all going to start barking, but whatever. <laughs> DMX style. <laughs> we have to have like different pitches of bark. Okay. I don't know. We're trying to harmonize. Is that what's happening? Here? Yes. That's bark, the... bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded like a bird, yo. Fuck you. Just, you know, <laughs> you're, you're fired. It turns out pterodactyls were not instinct. They just live in Lakewood, Ohio. Oh, <laughs> shit. God damn it. I talked to Marcy. <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> hey, Marcy, uh, bleep that. 
It's no, it's fine. It's everyone knows where I live. I, this this can only go down from here. Only go you down. want me to get more specific? No. <laughs> I know your address. <laughs> you say that. Oscar literally docks me by pointing out an, a restaurant that was across the street from me on a podcast once. I do not recall that, so it did not happen. How close do you live to the foundry again? Close enough. <laughs> Marsh is like, God damn it, I gotta edit so much already. It's some bullshit. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. Because if, if anything happens, I can just make you feel really bad about it. What? Why would you use this as a guilt bargaining chip? Because I figure it'll get me something in the end. Yeah, probably doxxed and then slapped with something. I don't know. <laughs> With what? I don't know. A fish? I, I'm, I'm... <laughs> Imagine somebody just kicking in her door with a fish and what? <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> you had this coming, girl. You know what it is. You guys gotta be watching. You gotta watch out. There's a fish around every corner for me. <laughs> sure that means there. two things. That is like some weird fucked up fortune cookie shit. There's a fish around every corner for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I don't know about everyone else, but I might have had a couple of drinks already. It's it's Valentine's Day, you know? The day oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that. Sunny Delight Seltzers. Dalton, are you are you also drinking? We can't yeah, see yeah. you, so we don't know. As soon as uh, I put Harlan down, I cracked open a nice, fresh, natty light. You know, you got to represent for the white trash boys out here. Nice. Brave soul. <laughs> I remember my daddy liked like, it. Them babies go down like water, Oscar. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, like shame water. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my natty days. They were not good days. I never had those times, days. And the worst of times. Yep. Natty daddies are fucking ridiculous. Natty daddies are an abomination to God. And uh, <laughs> they should feel bad for even making them. I, I think why why fix what's not broken? That's what I don't understand. So, so I've learned no matter how hard I try, I just I don't like beers. I just don't like them. That's fair. You like your uh, tasty tasty drinks. The trick is depression. I swell. Yes. Yes. Oh, I have that in spades. But I found other things. Like I, I was even before like seltzers. I was always much about the ciders. Yeah, you are. See, the what? ciders give me heartburn. Like I'm a big fan oh, of that. Oh, same, same. But it was so delicious. And it was worth it. The Ace Perry uh, cider or Perry, blah, blah, blah. the Ace Pear ciders. Those are really, really fucking good. But they give me the worst heartburn. I can't drink more than like three of them without tapping out. I've got so much sugar too. It's wild. Oh, are you? You're on game already. You know. That's like that's why I think I found something with like any of these seltzers, especially these Sunny Delight ones. Like, I don't know if it's also just like this weird nostalgia that I'm also just using to deal with depression. Yeah, that because that's out. always the best medicine is just like nostalgia and alcohol. So you just you combine the two. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good I'll time. I'm banging on. I've played Zelda all day. Don't you talk to me about nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing that, by the way? Uh, I fucking, I built a PC over the course of, like, weeks. <laughs> so my buddy, uh, Robbie, 
he was like, oh, why don't you play Rocket League with me? So I tried to download Rocket League on my busted-ass laptop, and it didn't even, like, load. Like, the computer mm-hmm. gave up, started smoking, not literally, but, you know, you, you get the idea. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sorry, but I can't play. This laptop's crazy old, blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, why don't we just get you a computer? I was like, I don't know, because I don't have the fucking money to get a computer. And he's like, give me 30 minutes. And he, like, hopped on Discord with all his PC buddies and was like, hey, do you guys have any spare parts? And he just, like, Frankenstein me together a computer and sent all the parts. Yeah. He just what? sent all, yeah, all the parts over to his house, right? So I go to his place and I pick it up and I'm trying to put this thing together. Then I realized like, okay, well, some of the parts are mismatched. Obviously there's an AMD CPU and an Intel CPU fan. So I'm like, okay, that's not going to fucking work. So I tried to go to this, the only computer store in Valdosta and I shit you not. Marcy, I can send you the call if you want to patch it in to uh, this Discord or this uh, podcast. And uh, my buddy Alex called up there and it was a fucking New Zealander that lives in Valdosta in bumfuck Georgia. He answered like, hey, mate, what do you need? <laughs> so, so Alex oh, yes, told, the infamous uh, Georgia Kiwis. Right, yeah. The one. The one Georgia Kiwi. <laughs> and Alex told him I was a special needs kid and needed a computer part. That's a long story, but regardless, I went up. <laughs> Not went too up. far off. I went up there and he was surprised because I just know in his head, he was thinking, oh, they could fuck now because I have my daughter with me. And <laughs> so I, I walk in and I can only describe it as like a hoarder's nest. Like I walk up, there's like boxes and like garbage bags outside. My kid literally said to me, word for word, daddy, why is it so trashy? I'm like, shut up. (laughs) So we walk in and it's just computer parts strewn all over the place. Like no rhyme or reason. There's no organization that I can tell. He's like, oi, what you need? I was like, hey, I think uh, my buddy called up here earlier. He's like, well, who was your buddy? I was like, oh, my friend Alex. And uh, I'm Dalton. He's like, well. I got a call expecting you, but you, you can't be the same guy. And we went over this for like a while. And then eventually I convinced him I was the same guy. But at that point, I was so desperate to get out of there because I could feel the bed bugs crawling on my skin as the uh-huh. longer I spoke to him. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I got the PC at my house. It's down the road. I could just get it and bring it up here. You can tell me what I need. I just never came back. <laughs> so at this point, I'm desperate, right? And I'm talking to my girlfriend who lives an hour away in a town that I will not name. And she was like, well, there's fucking computer stores here. Why don't you just come here and get it? So this is like a week later. Finally, I'm over there and I'm getting the fan that I need right for my PC. So I'm so excited. I get back to the house and I'm putting this fan on and I realized these fuckers didn't sell me the backing plate for this fan. All I have is just the fan. So we wait another fucking week and I go (laughs) and luckily she was kind enough to uh, fucking get it from Amazon and just ship it to her her house. So I picked up the backing plate from her house and this at the end of this three week process, I finally Frankenstein this computer together using the parts he sent me from like eight different people, the hard drive and SSD from my old PC. Well, I say mine, it was my ex-wife's, but whatever, she don't miss it. And... (laughs) Frankenstein all that together and got it to work and it's fucking awesome like I can like it's cool it's cool as shit like I'm stealing all the games I want like it's awesome nice dude 
I love that for you. Yeah, yeah that was great. Oh, yeah. Now I just got to go webcam so you can see my beautiful face. <laughs> it's uh, You can find one fairly cheap. Yeah, I'm sure I can. It's just money issue right now, you know? I feel yeah. Like that. Yeah. I don't have a transition. This is fucked. I'm a couple funny D's deep. This is this is also might be a little bit of a drunk cast. Might just like a little bit. A little bit. I'm pretty sure by the time we get to like talking about the middle of this movie, I'm gonna be fucking sloshed. Well the thing about this uh PC, like the parts weren't universal, but you know what was universal? This fucking soldier that we're about to talk about. Oh <laughs> damn, I love that. Oh wow. And their return. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. So Nailed. uh should we just hop into it, Mars? So, okay, so this, I picked this movie because I was like, I can't, I remember it mentioning something, I just was like, I wanted to watch it. I don't even know why, because I never I watched might. the, I was going to ask, so has anyone watched the first Universal Soldier? A long time ago. I have not. I've never seen a Universal Soldier until yesterday. And like so, okay. So before we get too deep into it, it feels like a movie where things just kind of happen, and they kind of just expect you to know things. A little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's enough context clues you kind of like piece together what's going on. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just want to see that movie with Bill Goldberg in it, and I hoped he did a spear. <laughs> I mean, it has to be in his contract that he has to do one. Like, he has to do one. See, you and me are built different, Mars. I was hoping for a jackhammer. <laughs> Lay John claude Van Damme out. <laughs> I just feel like it's easier to do a, a spear in a movie than it is a jackhammer. I was trying to be realistic. The Rock has done the rock bottom in so many fucking movies. <laughs> That's very true. What? That's very true. Yeah, how's Black Adam doing? Uh, you do a rock bottom in Black Adam? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think any of us have seen Black Adam. No. I've, I've seen it, but I was also very, 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 very drunk. I'm going to assume it failed because he didn't do a rock bottom. That, that, that's the reason know, why that's it failed. It. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. It checks out. Yeah, that checks out, actually. You know what? This is what happens, Rock. <laughs> you forget what brought you to the dance, then that's that's when you slip up. Well, hopefully he doesn't finish that story and leaves the fucking movie alone, Jesus Christ. Shut on time. <laughs> so this is like... Alright, so this movie just starts off, like, on this base. And you get this, like, linger... These lingering shots of this, like, facility. And then it's just T-Pose and ass. T-Pose and ass. <laughs> that should be the title of this, this, this episode, by the way. You know what's crazy? I didn't take any notes for this movie. Instead, I just yelled at the group chat all day. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I have four pages of notes. I I I tried to take notes, but I was so like absorbed by what I was watching that I just stopped. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I have to just watch yeah. it. I just have to watch this. And I'm I'm watching this, and I'm I'm picking out. I'm like. I am having so much fun watching how bad this is because this, like you said, Marcy, this kicks off with the T-Post thing. I'm like, oh, they're trying to take this like super serious and shit. And then it kicks off after the credits, which what looks like like a Street Fighter sequel with fucking <laughs> on a goddamn yeah. jet ski. And then I'm like, wow, Chung Lee really filled out over the years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, love it. So what if this was secretly a Street Fighter sequel? Uh, that would have been awesome because I'm like, wow, Guile is actually, no, he's still coked up. He looks a little coked up. <laughs> That's just John Claude Van Damme. But yeah, yeah, it starts off, they're on a jet ski to the, what I had as Dollar Store Godsmack. <laughs> I was loving the soundtrack to this. Dude, as soon as that kicked in, I knew I was in for a hell of a ride. <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh my god. They're already in with like the loud explosions and the new metal. I'm like, okay, we have, this is going to be, I'm going to probably enjoy this. I was still trying to be critical about it, but I'm like, I'm going to end up enjoying this. This movie goes goes so extra with all the explosions oh so yeah i was like we are in the one territory here hell yes um, and even just like in this first scene because we get we get them having a gunfight on uh jet skis which by the way did you do you think any of you would be able to just shoot someone on a jet ski no absolutely not you I, think that you'd be able to water ski without water skis because apparently <laughs> that guy can i love that the guy gets knocked off grabs a rope and i'm like oh he's probably just gonna drag across and you're just gonna be like him getting dragged but no he gets up on his feet and starts jet skiing and john Claude van Damme is like nope and just fucking cuts the rope and that's the end of him i'm like they just had that scene just because they could do it and if that was the end of it, it would be fine. But then he jumps onto a fucking, like, airboat. Hell yeah. And, like, they fight, like, I believe onto, like, another boat then. This is, like, some Fast and Furious shit before Fast and Furious was a thing. You know and what? So That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, man, I love this. Cause it, and it's so intense so far, because you think, like, like some some serious shits going down because like they're hunting Jean Claude Van Damme and I, I do remember from the first one he was a Universal Soldier so I'm guessing maybe they're like hunting him or something and when you're watching it too like there's this one scene where Goldberg gets introduced I don't know if anyone else wants to take it from there to what he does oh he becomes a giant pervert yeah real rapey vibes over there <laughs> Like, immediately. This is, like, considering the timeline, this is supposed to be, like, a vehicle for Bill Goldberg. This was, like, a weird choice to, like, put him in this role. Was this his first movie? I'll have to double-check, but I feel... I, it's just definitely his first, like, like actual role that wasn't just a cameo. Uh, was he... Is this before uh, Ready to Rumble or after? That's why I'm saying, like, as far as, like, uh, like a full-on... Oh, okay. shit. This was made while WCW was around. It was. Holy 99. shit. 99. That's, that's what I'm saying, like, as a Bill Goldberg vehicle. This is, like, a weird choice to put him in. I mean, I guess maybe they wanted to make him a villain, but I'm like, you went a little bit too hard, too fast with that whole thing. Because then yeah, later immediate. you find out... Late, later you find out that this isn't even, like, a real thing. This is, like, a training exercise. Right. And it's like it's just like immediate right off the bat. It's like, yeah, don't do them clothes there, girl. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so he was apparently in the Jesse Ventura story. Oh. Was he? Okay. They used like the for the um so I remember this, like because it was like a made for TV movie. They just used like modern like WCW wrestlers at the time. To fill in whoever, like, Jesse Ventura was supposed to be wrestling, like, back in the day. Was it a story about the Navy SEALs? Navy SEALs. 
Yeah, that and then the running for governor. On the rope ladder, the fucking 666, Navy SEALs in hell. <laughs> you remember when he had, like, that conspiracy show? Fuck yes, I, <laughs> dude. I fucking, if you ever have the chance, go and watch his appearances on fucking InfoWars. Oh my god, it's unhinged. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's I have to watch that. That sounds awesome. insane. Because that did. show was so stupid. Because then he's like, we're going to Plum Island and they won't let us go, even though I was a Navy <laughs> SEAL and a governor. And it was just, I, I, I'm like, all right, I have to, I have to watch, I have to listen to this, the InfoWars one. Dude, it's so good. Like the most, the two most unhinged people you could ever imagine in a room together. It's fucking insane. <laughs> I can only imagine. But yeah, so this would be his first like real role. Okay. Just a a weird way to have your like your top baby face come across in the movie. But again, it's ninety nine, so I'm sure that fucking people were, you know what I mean. There was ninety nine. They were leaning heavy. Well. They would think this if it came out in ninety nine. This started. This started in like ninety eight. Hmm. Yeah. Like you, like if you're taking in like production cycles and all that stuff. They were leaning in on the T two aspect of this movie, having it be some line of the the effect of "I'm going to terminate you," something something in the end of the movie, and him getting that sort of Arnold. It probably helps that I've never seen a Terminator movie. Oh, well, here's the thing. This movie borrows so heavily from Terminator and like other things. It's actually really funny. Like th- this is essentially like what Terminator was. Or if you even want to go even further, like like uh, the idea of Seth is like Ultron. Like there's so many different things that they took from other stuff. And but it's just really funny how they put it together because they're still really entertaining. But I'm like, this is just straight up Terminator. Like the the whole thing with the Universal Soldiers, it's like Skynet. Hey guys, I'll be right back. My kid's crying. I gotta see what's up. Yeah, no problem. We'll cover for Dalton. So uh, at this point, as we mentioned, Bill Goldberg becomes a giant pervert. Uh, and then him and Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, character, Luke Devereaux. Uh, Luke has, Devereaux. Has their, their confrontation. There's an X on L- L-U-K is how Luke is spelled. L-U-K. No E. No E. I didn't realize that. I just was spelling it with Luke. With so E. Luck. With E. <laughs> Luke. I just abbreviated Jean-Claude Van Damme. J-C-V-D. And then Goldberg gets blasted in the fucking chest. Yep. By his... I, I don't even know if this sidekick has a name. Do they mention her name at all? So... Maggie. I, I, Maybe she was from, I don't remember, maybe she was from the first movie. She might have been, like, the love interest in the first movie or something. No, the love interest in the first movie was also a reporter. Oh, really? Okay, then never mind. All right, but then this one, I guess she was just one of his friends. Because if you remember, she's technically alive, because then she gets killed after. We'll we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, that's that, yeah. So I've got the deets on this actress. At first, I was like, oh, is this, like, the Vietnamese actress from Rambo 2 because that's the kind of role that they were putting her in but mm. no um and part of me wants to wait for Dalton to get back cuz i think he'll really enjoy this part so but before we pause we had a, a stunning revelation would you like to share this with Dalton Jeff yes so Dalton do you know who the person the woman in 
Jean-Claude Van Damme's other half for this exercise was. This military no. exercise. Okay, so this is amazing. So at first, I thought that she was the um, Vietnamese um, national from Rambo 2. She's not. Um, but she's actually, like, 90s famous. So she had a fitness show on ESPN uh-huh. that had over... 80 million viewers. What? Throughout the time that it was airing. Yes. So. She was just doing the Julian Michaels thing of having the fitness shows, fitness specials, home workouts, that sort of deal. And. She from like 95 to like 2002 was when she was famous. And so she did movie called Cyber Bandits. She did this movie. Um, but her big moment of fame is she was in the Eminem Without Me music video. Whoa, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me like five seconds. <laughs> the other thing I will say is according to her wiki in a interview that she had Regarding that time that she posed nude for Playboy in 2002. Wait, is she the chick that's in bed with him? Dalton! What? <laughs> we can't have that play in the background. Oh, I didn't know that was playing. <laughs> I didn't know it was playing where you guys could hear it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we can see it either. So it's like, yeah, sure. I just got to believe you that she's the one in bed. But that doesn't look anything like her. Unless she got like... What makeup can do, man. Huh. And CGI. Well, well, well. So, yeah, that is our... The person that we think might be our second co-lead with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wait, she's not... Is she not the same girl that was with him the whole movie? No. No, she's not. Oh. Oh. Dalton, are you? Do you think that those were the same women the entire time? Yes, Dalton, you can be forgiven because they're written the same. <laughs> I thought that was the same chick, huh? Because I was looking at her Wikipedia, who I thought it was, and I was like, "Oh, she was in Seven. She was in Underworld." I was like, "What? Oh my god!" But then, okay, well, that makes sense. I'm not looking at the right woman. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, that's a. Typical case of facism. Now, one's yeah. a report. The one that's with him is a reporter, which we'll, we'll meet in a little bit. We're oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we find, like I said, we find out this is a training exercise. They all go back. Uh, Goldberg's character uh, was it Reno? Romeo. 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 That's it. Uh, it continues to just kind of be a prick. Like, it makes no sense because they're supposed to be, like, programmed to just, like, have no, like, repressed memories or anything. But he's just, like, straight up an asshole. Yeah, he is. Like, they actually have... He's the only one with emotion, though. Everybody else is robotic, but except for Goldberg. Fucking Romeo, man. Waterboarding was a choice. <laughs> he chose to try to waterboard Jean-Claude Van Damme. That, <laughs> that wasn't an accident. Uh, from there, like, one of the, um, the Universal Soldiers, the Unisols, as they call them... I don't know. It just kind of starts losing his shit. So, um, Better roid rage. A little bit. Luke has to fight him. 
Look. Not before having Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> and then I eventually learned that he actually was in Vietnam, so that wasn't a joke anymore. <laughs> it's yeah, all funny games until it's real. I was going to say, that's like a key plot point in the first movie, is he's from the Vietnam War. For yep. the love of God, do not light fireworks around this man. <laughs> Unless you want a good time. <laughs> everywhere. And then after he goes like he goes to check in. You find out he has a daughter, which I'm trying to figure out how he has a daughter. They saved his cum. Well, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> oh my god. So if he's from Vietnam, potentially he could have had the kid before. And while he was like between like dead and this is me speculating because I haven't seen the movie the first one. If he was like dead for a period of time and just doing secret military stuff. Oh well. Here's the other thing. They make it very clear that they that when he's doing this Universal Soldier stuff, it's 1992. So the only thing is, because they, they don't say how old this kid is. That is true. So he could have, like, after he got deprogrammed or whatever, had a wife in the interim, had a kid. Well, there was also, because there, there was, in the first movie, there was also a reporter. Was it some blonde lady? Because that's what the picture he was like fondling the the you know, over when he was crying. I don't remember. Well, like I said, crying meme. But that seems to be the only <laughs> likely thing. It's just which is wild that the undead can just like they can still have babies. The yeah. running theory is you, that you have well, to remember they're basically zombies. zombies. They they are they're they're back from the dead. They're zombies. My running theory is while he was dying, they were like jacking him off furiously to get his cum in a cup so he could have the kid. Okay, so he di- the way he died is him and his old commanding officer just shoot each other. They're in a shootout. So he wow. got robocopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did they get his cum is our question. Masturbating furiously during the shootout. What are you I not I feel like getting? it had to be more nuanced than that. Like some kind of... <laughs> Come extractor machine. <laughs> Japanese blowjob machines. Maybe we missed something here and by maybe by watching the actual movie they explain the child thing. But like No, don't they don't know. explain it in this movie. They don't no, explain they don't. it. Save an extractor machine from Israel. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you gotta cut that one out, Marcy. <laughs> What, the Israeli cum extractor? Yes, they got the Israeli cum extractor. <laughs> now that's a good band name. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how does he have the kid? Because she has to be like, what, nine or ten? She looks like she's about twelve. Yeah. Maybe thirteen. Yeah, she seems like seven, eight. I have a seven-year-old. That is not a seven-year-old. <laughs> that's got to be twelve. It's got to be twelve. I say 10's the happy medium. Even if you assume 10, this that movie takes place 1992. This one's, I assume, 1999. Does it? Because they don't show a year. No, they don't show a year. So you it would could th- be in the distant future, future, future. Uh, but I guess. But that means he's just fucking as a zombie, and he can still get people pregnant as a zombie. Look, would you rather have John Claude Van Damme fucking zombies, or do you? Would you rather have the ones that eat your brains? I think we just, you know, deal with what we have here, and you know, this guy has a zombie kid. This is the perfect future. You're actually right. You just get fucked by zombies. They don't actually die. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
And also, I don't know how he's not decomposing, but either way, they don't explain any of that shit because he's technically dead, but he's deprogrammed from the Universal Soldier, whatever fuck the fuck they have. Anyway, he's still alive. He's know. Spring Soldier now. His kid is being watched by Seth, the the autonomous computer, aka Ultron, Michael Jai Ultron. White, which I can't wait to talk about him later. Uh, he's there's there's a couple scenes he goes off hard. Dude, it's Black Dynamite as a robot. It's awesome. I wish we could talk about that movie, but there's no wrestler in there, sadly. Yes, unfortunately. Are there, are there more wrestlers in this? I saw a lot of beefy dudes in this. Not that I could point out. Okay, so they were just random beefy dudes. Let's take a look. Uh, someone talk about this next scene where they have the big board meeting with the government. So anyways... Um, speaking of Israel, this is the first time ever <laughs> that the military ever faces budget cuts. <laughs> oh, what a segue. What a segue. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, and so this is also the wokest general ever because he does not want to engage in depersonalized warfare um, and thinks that putting um, military actions in the hands of, in the language of the film, inhuman um, vessels is an affront to humanity and is science run amok. I went to go find the numbers for the number of drone strikes since the year 2000, but I feel like somebody else has those. I don't need to do that. Fucking a mad dog masturbating furiously while watching Universal Soldier. Like, yeah, we can do it. We can do it one day. <laughs> My God, you with the furious masturbation. Uh, dude, I've realized like mid sentence, so like I'm making way too many jacking off references. <laughs> it's like, it's like I know what he's doing after this. We all know what he's doing after this. It is this. Valentine's Day, and I am alone, brother. You are right. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was, from what I'm seeing, there was a wrestler, but he wasn't a wrestler till after this movie, and he was uncredited. Yeah, so oh, okay. one of the orderlies. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep, that, that's that's what I'm talking about. <gasps> Wait, so we'll get to that too afterwards. I guess. Is he the first one? Maybe the first one looked kind of familiar. He had a jaw structure of a guy that gets hit with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been before he did pro wrestling, because that was still like. So this would be like '98, '97. This got filmed. Yeah, he didn't start wrestling until 2001, from what I can see. He was just an old college wrestler at that point. Yeah. Huh. He did. Uh, he was in WWE from 2006 to 2007. Then he had a Japan run from 2010 to 2012. What the fuck? <laughs> What's the dude's well, name? Uh, Sylvester Turkey. Never you you can thank Universal Soldier for that. That's mm. definitely what kicked off the whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Got that Goldberg rub. His uncredited uh, appearance. <laughs> he wrestled. Uh, after WWE, he wrestled in the Anoki Genome Federation and Zero One under his alter ego, The Predator. The Predator. In this movie? It's Bill Goldberg in this movie. Yeah, that's Bill Goldberg. <laughs> he just told Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. So, yeah, so basically, at one point, when I forget the doctor's name. Hotner. I think it's like. Isn't it like Dylan or some shit? Dylan, yes. So Dylan's like, 
he's clearly all depressed. And Seth's asking him about it. He's like, oh, it's, it's nothing. I just don't feel well. And Seth immediately knows what's going on. He knows that boy's bullshitting him. He knows You're he's bullshitting him liar, so dog. <laughs> I did not note all of the four options, but it was a like, increased fever, um, emotional distress, something else, and then <laughs> deceptive statements. I just love how it's just like, oh, it's like 2001 Space Odyssey. It's like, oh, you want to destroy me? I believe I can't let you do that, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan. Exactly. I can't allow this. Uh, then you basically get a cut of how they basically do these like neural implant things. And it's the thinking, Shibata surgery. <laughs> it is the Shibata surgery. <laughs> cut your head open. Put something right in the brain. You know, I love how like like they just plunk it in there. There's no subtlety. They just fucking shove this shit into this dead brain, and I'm just like, that's hilarious. Wait. So Shibata's Universal Soldier? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, fuck yeah. He's, you can't kill so, him. They should run we'll, Wrestle way sooner. He's undead. We'll get there, but I think that eventually, spoiler alert, the little girl gets an injury. I think her injury, the reason she's in the hospital, is the Shibata injury. <laughs> it's a it's so, a hernia. It goes full um, circle. They had to, they had to do the, the Shibata surgery to fix her broken brain. <laughs> oh my God, Dave uh, melts her right again. So then, at this point, it cuts back to Seth. Seth loses his shit. He's uh, oh well. For that, we see the brain surgery. Yeah, the brain surgery. And then, uh, if I'm cutting too far ahead, Marcy, cut me off. But uh, they're uh, going over options with Seth. And he's like, well, I could do this, this, and this. But on the other hand, fuck. No, we're not there yet. Uh, we're not there yet? Okay, yeah, yeah. We've, cut, we've got a bit. We've got to talk about some... dead moms. But the guy, the guy, some like it's just security guards like, huh, who authorized this? And then fucking Romeo comes out of nowhere. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 love, I love that. Because it's just... They just keep trying to give Goldberg these one-liners that are, I guess, are meant to be clever, and they're just the dumbest shit. The dialogue in this movie is hilarious for all the wrong reasons. Yes, there's one. I mean, we'll get to it, but there's one line in this whole movie where I'm like, they did not think about how this sounded, and you probably know which one I'm talking about too. There's a there's a few, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's very Charles Boyle moments from like Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Seth like goes everyone know, yeah, this is it. Um because this is also at the point there's like a news lady that's like been trying to get her way in. Did did she say her how many times okay, I feel like a lot of characters have a problem other than like Luke or Romeo. They never like mentioned their names at all. Yeah. Said her name really. only to say that she had an appointment to see who I presume was Maggie. The um, the woman in the training exercise, mm-hmm. who's who's actually not a universe at first wasn't a universal soldier and was just a research assistant, but we'll get there. Yeah, so like so they're doing the interview, and that's when shit just starts to go haywire because they're trying to figure out what's going on, and like a guy, like they basically just send the soldier, oh, just turn the power off, and he like goes to turn the power off, <laughs> and so that's basically like no. No. <laughs> I electrocute the fuck out of him. 
I love how the, the, the big handles just had an on and off sign. Like, it's just that <laughs> easy. Like, they're just big light switches they have to flick. <laughs> hey, Dalton, no. you work in, like, a factory. Yeah. Is it just that what it is? It's all just big on and off switches? If you want to fuck everything up, then yeah. <laughs> if you want to destroy every piece of equipment in the building, then yeah. <laughs> Oh but my no, god! Like if you want to hilarious. turn things off property, there's like a whole procedure that you have to go through. <laughs> and they're just big light switches. So like, look, they figure out the, the technology to make the undead soldiers. Maybe they figure out a simpler system. You know what? Probably. Yeah, you got a point. Just saying. You, you know what's crazy though? It's like, why did you allow this thing? To have so much power and def- I mean, I get it. You're trying to protect it, but it's like w- this is the exact reason you need a, just a big ass kill switch to just turn it off. <laughs> and they don't have that. Well, they seemingly like, we'll get to it, but they have like there's a code. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, th- that's uh, what ends up being pretty much the driving force for the rest of the movie. It's, they don't explain it a lot. It's very like things just happen. Yeah, they just kind of happen. I mean, you can follow it though. It's not like totally like kind of misaligned but like just shit happened yeah it's like why did why are they progressing this way because of reasons because <laughs> at this point so dylan kills or dylan gets killed by seth uh, seth also kills the cameraman that was with um i already forgot her name she's such an unmemorable character <laughs> her name in my notes is reporter lady reporter lady uh her cameraman dies gets killed uh, so at this point, Aaron Young. Her name is Aaron. Aaron, I like reporter lady better. Yeah, I like they throw in a sexy there, sexy reporter lady. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, we're classy. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about tits later. Can we at least leave the news reporter lady like? Fine. Oh, well, I've got <laughs> things to say about, about that tits scene. Later? What? And so, oh, so basically, uh, Luke says. Uh, the kid off with Maggie, and then they're all trying to escape. Uh, that's kind of just like this. You want to say like Terminator Two? This then it just starts going full on Terminator Two. Yep. So this is Skynet written by a twelve-year-old, and Dalton. I feel like you have something to say about this guy. Yeah, dude, it's fucking incredible. It's the most, I, when I tell you, I belly laughed at this scene. Like, <laughs> like I was doubled over in front of my computer <laughs> laughing. Like it's like he's telling you like all the options that uh Seth is. Seth is telling you all the options that could go forward, and then like there's a hand on the screen and it's like palm facing up, and then it rotates with the middle finger and it says, On the other hand, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's full on Michael Jai White's voice at that point, because it was ambiguous before, but now I'm like, no, that's Michael Jai White so good it's it so, was so funny <laughs> i also love all the 90s like ass computer screenshots you get of like what yeah. you would see of like what a 90s movie would make a computer screen fucking be. hacker man <laughs> <laughs> fucking i can't wait to get i'm in hacker man here he has some choices <laughs> fuck it we can just jump right ahead to that i mean we can jump around a little bit well, this is one thing I just want to mention here. Like, when they take over this whole thing, just know that if you're a security guard and you're behind the main characters, don't do that. Get away from them. Because for some <laughs> reason, every time 
the main character is right in front of the guns and just they get out in the nick of time and all the security guards behind them just get fucking lit up. Well, they didn't like, have no a choice security. because Van Damme was like, you, you, follow me. And then they follow him and they fucking die. <laughs> and also, I feel like we can't neglect that. Uh, the, the what you call it, the, that one woman, she rode Goldberg down the stairs like a bobsled. <laughs> I know, that was the bad dude. <laughs> that went so hard. She, Right she into Looney the Tunes his ass. Yes. This is a very Looney Tunes movie. This would also be when the kid falls down the stairs, right? Yes, and she butt bashes her head. <laughs> Dumb little kid. <laughs> Dumbass kid. This is why you never have kids. Or she gets the Shibata injury. She didn't even have a cool match. She just she just gave her concussion <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> She didn't even have a cool match. She's just a dumbass kid. <laughs> we learned about the life code that the now dead Dr. Kuttner and Jean-Claude Van Damme know that they have to put in every eight hours or so in order for Seth to continue going on and functioning as a sort of security measure. And so that's why we get the timeline. So it is a race for either eight hours to end or Seth machine learns and can input the code itself. And it's it make it very like, I, cause I think at this point he reaches with, with the hacker dudes and hacker dudes got like a body ready to go. Where did he get the body? Luke, he was that was the body that was in the T pose earlier, even though they oh. didn't specifically point that out. Oh yeah, you didn't realize that? No, I didn't. So in not, I think the our last scene with Hacker Man. Spoiler alert. Um, who someone definitely just watched SLC Punk and is like, yeah, let's let's make this Matthew Lillard. Um, is, yeah, dude, I thought it, I genuinely thought it was Matthew Lillard at first. <laughs> like it oh took my me, God, it took me until the scene that, like. It took me until the scene where they actually go into his apartment to realize, oh, that's not Matthew Lillard. That's just a cheap knockoff. This is a movie of Dollar Store New Metal and Dollar Store Matthew Lillard. <laughs> this guy was hilarious because he was like ultimate New Metal scum trash. He's pouring soda into sugary cereal, then eating it out of like a bowl with a giant wooden spoon. <laughs> And, and he has like he looks like the vocalist from like Simple Plan back in the day. <laughs> so at one time he was pouring either Coke or Pepsi, probably I Coke. Don't, it might have been Jolt Cola for all we know. <laughs> yeah, into just a standard you know liquid mixing measuring cup that yes. that went into Frankenberries. I know my fucking Booberries Frankenberries. That's fucking Frankenberries. <laughs> We flash back to him like two or three times and he's just watching the news. Oh, and apparently this military has no sense of um, discretion and being able to hide things because the reporters are there right quick, which <laughs> the reporter lady seems to uh, assume will happen anyways. And she's right for once. I mean, they are just a giant facility. There's just like explosions and shit going off. It's kind of hard. How are you going to really hide it? Yeah, but still, like, they're supposed to be in the middle of nowhere. A reporter can just walk in. The, the main reason that that other chick is with Jean-Claude Van Damme at this point is, you're my story. You're my story. I'm pretty sure the story broke already, lady. You can leave now. Well, he's the, the universal soldier. Oh, so. She just wanted that D. Let's just be honest. She wanted the undead dick. 
He wanted a John Claude Van D. This is jumping forward like a little bit, but it's relevant to the conversation. Whenever uh, he mentioned, "Oh, my wife's dead," like you notice how close she got, and she's like, "Oh, well, oh, you know, we can just fucking we can go do this thing, right?" Like, show <laughs> so you're back on the market. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the vibes I was getting from it. It's like, oh, she's dead, huh? And this is once again they never explain anything with the because. Obviously, if it's the wife from the Vietnam War, of course she's dead. But then, who's the fucking kid with? Who's the kid? Look, that's from his zombie sperm they froze her from the, the extractor. The Israeli cum extractor. We talked about this. <laughs> Listen, if they can make undead zombies, they can definitely make a kid from cum. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just put in a petri dish, feed it some tofu, and bam, kid. Exactly. You get what if it. it's just the daughter of the... And... Dalton, I don't know if you were in for this conversation earlier, but apparently the first movie was about how Jean-Claude Van Damme's um, commanding officer did like a friendly fire situation and Jean-Claude Van Damme was on the bat, the dead side of it. Mm -hmm. But then the commanding officer was evil. Maybe it's just his daughter that he just kind of like accept adopted. Oh, so they both were. They were both they both died in that scene. Yeah, that's oh. how they. That's where they get the bodies from. That they're the bodies that start the universe. Universal soldiers are just dead soldiers. They just reanimate and make stronger, and so they're able to control them. And that's what they were in the first movie. Gotcha. They both of them get their memories back, and the evil one remembers he's evil, so he just does evil <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And then John Claude Van Damme. It's John Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren in the first one. Oh, I was giving him too much pathos then. I'm writing a much different movie. Well, you see the uh, difference, uh, different shape. You see, you're smart. <laughs> the people that made this movie are not. <laughs> see, the first movie they tried, the second one they didn't. So at this point, we can just get a whole lot of scenes that, like, once again, very terrific to between Goldberg and John Claude Van Damme. Oh, God, this was incredible. I love this fight sequence so much I, I only remember like the ending but you guys can lead me there like take take me there and i'll tell you what happened at the end <laughs> so i feel like with this one we can just kind of talk about the entire boiler boiler room brawl because it cuts back and forth like five thousand times for no reason yeah they made some weird decisions with the, uh, the this movie and how they like decided to edit it it was. It's not great. It really isn't. Like there's just the fact. I mean, this is fast forward a little bit, but I mean, you have Michael Jai White and you have Jean Claude Van Damme. Like they're both insane martial artists, and you guys just wasted it. And we kind of get that here because, like, when they do when like, Jean Claude Van Damme and Goldberg like go out, it, it's fucking sick. But there's just it's between other things happening that really aren't that important. Yeah, let's stick with the boiler room because I actually do have a fun note about when they go out to what's going on outside the military base. So let's go through the Jean-Claude Van Damme Goldberg um, escape saga. Uh, well, I think at one point, uh, reportedly, like, shoots at Goldberg because they're fighting. And, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme's trying to be like, give me the gun. Which he just takes us, okay, I'll just shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, she shoots it. She's a strong, independent woman, and she don't need no man, Marcy. Okay? She definitely just fucked up shooting and almost fucking killed everyone. <laughs> you know? like. But here's the thing. It, it was more to the point where 
John Claude Van Damme was literally in front of Goldberg when she shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yo, and seeing Bill Goldberg on fire is terrifying. That was like a Jason moment. I'm like, what the fuck? He and he's still moving and trying to crack wise even though his dialogue is terrible. Oh, his dialogue is great. Oscar, it's so good. Listen, it's terrible, but yes, it is so entertaining. Once again, I, when we get to it, there's one line in this movie. I'm just like, why did you guys write this line? But <laughs> all right, let's all right. We'll keep we'll, we'll keep, uh, keep on track. Because as you get the boil room stuff, and then you want to say something when they cut back to the mill. Because at this point, the report is the reporter makes it at the military yet, or is she still? So she is there, like at the jump. The other reporter is there at the jump. Um, and so they send out a couple or unisols out there and she's like, oh, there's something going on out here. And then they start firing, firing along and she gets fucking murked immediately. And then Hacker Man is elated. He's thrilled about it. I mean, it was pretty gnarly, that explosion. I mean, they they fucking most of the budget went to explosions. I'm actually surprised about how much effects were in this movie, considering I'm like, I did. I mean, I don't know if anyone knows. Do you guys know if this actually had a theatrical release? Yeah, it had. Yes. Um, so Universal Soldier opened the theaters on July 10th, 1992, where it grossed okay. $10,057,084 from 1,916 theaters. And it peaked at number two behind A League of Their Own. All right, but that's the first one. What about this one? Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm reading <laughs> So I have the so just because this movie can't get any wilder, um, this movie is actually the fourth movie. Oh, no, I think the other two things were TV series, weren't they? Or were they TV yeah. movies? They are two TV movies, but they are Universal oh. Soldier 2 and Universal Soldier 3. So this is the fourth Universal Soldier. What? But it's called The Return. OK. And then there is Universal Soldier Resurrection. Well, wait, yeah, okay. I think. They don't take. I thought the TV show, the TV things take place after this movie, though. No, they take place in between. I mean, they happen after. I guess I don't know. They take place after the first movie, but I'm pretty sure Jean Claude Van Damme wasn't involved with it, and then they made this movie. David Gordon Green ain't slick. We've seen this Halloween shit before. <laughs> You're right, though. You're right, though. But yeah, Oscar, it did uh, did have a theatrical release and it did poorly at the box office, debuting at number four and it grossed just uh, $10 million in the United States. Uh, Off a $40 million budget and that's without advertising. Right. (laughs) Oh my God, that is bad. They lost so much money. I was about to say, okay, so this is where all the money came from. Because I'm like, this is a pretty like... There's a lot of shit here. I'm like, this is all money. Like, you guys did not. I thought this might have been like a straight to video thing, but I guess not. No wonder they actually had some actual actors in here, too. So this was Jean-Claude Van Damme's last theatrical movie until Expendables 2. Wow. That's wild. That made this made him stop. He's like, no, I'm done. (laughs) I've seen enough. (laughs) He's like, there's not enough coke in the world to make me do anymore. Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. The four Universal Soldiers have a uh, infinite ammo glitch after they um get, like, hosed by the military. And then they Undertaker set up. And this is when I really knew 
that the director and writer of this movie are just like us. They're wrestling fans. They're like, let me put my bits in here. But one person that doesn't have the infinite, infinite ammo glitch is Bill Goldberg. Because after getting blown up and using his armor, body armor, fire suppressant. Yes. He goes back after Jean-Claude Van Damme and our reporter lady. They're on top of this roof, and that's the uh, the monster Bill Goldberg coming after him, the man that can't die. And John Connor's like, look, we gotta jump. She's like, I'm not fucking jumping. So he throws this woman off of the roof of this building. Well, pushes, throws, you know, who, who's take, who's, who, I didn't take notes. But he pushes this woman off the building, and she lands in the dumpster. And he sees Bill Goldberg's fucking roided up freak ass running after him. He's like, fuck it. And he fucking <laughs> runs and jumps. And uh, I completely forget the dialogue, but I know it was fucking hilarious. Marcy, you can take it I, from here. I got this. So basically, she jumps in the in the dumpster truck. Uh, dump truck? Whatever it was. It was a truck of just paper shreds. <laughs> All the government <laughs> secrets. Those Why are just government secrets so that they didn't paper. dispose of properly. Shredded government secrets, baby. And they're not even... Uh, I hope that's recycling. They better be recycling dumpster. They're not recycling in Texas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck the earth. And then, yeah, just John Clement Dam, like, tries, he also jumps in and starts the truck as Goldberg, like, makes some comment about Luke Devereaux captured minimal damage. And then, as he's jumping, he jumps... And then finally, Luke makes the truck go, and you get the best AR dialogue ever <laughs> from Goldberg. <gasps> oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched that scene like five times immediately after. Little <laughs> Bret Hart. Oh. <laughs> Dark. Yeah. Hit him with the truck again, Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way the way they had that scene shot where he basically it's not like he says it at the top and he's just falling he says it and then he immediately hits the ground <laughs> <laughs> makes it so much funnier it was Is some it? fucking looney tune shit man it was awesome you ever think Bret Hart met RVD and asked him about this movie and R- RVD never had the heart to tell him that it was not him? <laughs> that would actually make this movie so much better if this was RVD instead of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Whoa, dude. He jumped off the <laughs> building. <laughs> Where's my daughter, bro? <laughs> Stop it, Seth. I just smoked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just always pointing at himself. <laughs> Way more respect if fucking Jean Claude ever did a five star frog splash on anyone in any movie. Well, he's not he's still alive, so there's still time for him to do it. So this is when Seth activates Mini Me protocol. Oh man, I, I, this was was great because like so this is this is the point where he starts actually like installing his brain into the body that Hackerman uh, created for him. And I think one of my favorite lines in this was, and it's very true because the acting in this is fucking horrible. Like no one is really good at acting in this. Like there's one moment of John Clutz like crying and I'm like, wow, that's the one little bit of good acting that's in this. Everything else is just garbage. 
So it's it's obviously Michael Jai White as as the body because it's his voice that's been Seth's voice, and he just goes, "We are going to act without emotion." I'm like, "Yes, you are all acting without emotion. <laughs> you guys are terrible." That was in parentheses. That was not an actual line. That was just an instruction on how to read the line. <laughs> <laughs> And they're just, you know what? Leave it in. It it actually fits. Just leave it in. But still, fucking Michael Jai White is still just like so dope seeing him in this movie. He's one of the bright spots in this movie. He's actually really good as Dollar Store Ultron. Like, really good. Um, And then there's just like, like I said, this is a movie where things just kind of happen. So like, it jumps around a lot more. Uh, we find out that his kid, that once again, has the Shibata injury. That's just how we're going to refer to it now. So I was wondering the whole movie how she got in the hospital, and I'm just now realizing I was warming up my lunch as, like, she got injured, I think. And that's how she got into the hospital. Oh, well, yeah, because so, his uh, Maggie, right? The comrade? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. After she, yeah. read, after she read Romeo like a bobsled. <laughs> yeah, she busted her head like a punk bitch. So just before, we're almost there. So just put a pin in that real quick. There is a weird, messed up interpretation on how the hospital system works. Actually, fuck it. Let's just go now. Who cares? It's Universal Soldier The Return. Yeah. Anyways. And we're drinking. They go there. She's got the Shibata injury. The doctor's like, she's got the Shibata injury. We got to do something. We got to do the Shibata surgery or whatever the Shibata surgery is in 1999. (laughs) <laughs> at a regular hospital. Just a nail and a but hammer. The parents not here. The parents aren't here, so we can't go ahead with it. No, that's not how a hospital fucking works. You don't need parental consent for life-saving injuries like that. And also, she's like, so who are you? I'm her aunt of sorts. Of sorts? <laughs> of sorts. You are of of sorts. You are a military person. You should know the idea of deception in Half truths. I don't. They don't care if you're not the ant. Just, just pull some military shit. I don't know. It just, just say I'm her guardian. Yeah, that too. Could do that. They never are like. Oh well, show the paperwork. <laughs> it's like, look, lady, this kid came from a cum extractor, and I'm coming from a military base with a bunch of zombies and Bill Goldberg just shooting up the place. I just need you to save this fucking kid. It's my only responsibility. I had one job, lady. So they just kind of leave it as the kid's just unconscious. <laughs> uh, that's just a clear sign they didn't want to pay, like, the child actor fees and all that other crap. Like, you're going to be unconscious for this and just film, like, in three days. So I think at this point they escape, like, so they get back to where, like, the general is. And they go back to the building to, like, to plant a few bombs. And there's another, like, wild-ass, like, shootout scene. Planting bombs, scene number one. They they like to go to that well a couple times. Listen, this is America. We don't do the right thing. We do the wrong thing every time until it becomes right and it works. America, fuck yeah. (laughs) And this basically just ends up with everyone except Jean-Claude Van Damme on fire. Yep, and dead. And then him and the reporter lady just leave. So just before that, he goes into the computer room to see Seth. Seth is disconnected, and he's like, oh no, Seth is not here. What's going on? 
And so he goes to leave and he's like, you know what I have to do? Dial up. No, before dial up internet, he's like, you know what I need? Titties. Titties are the answer. Hell yeah, even before Even before that, he's like, she's like, shouldn't we tell the general? He's like, no, I don't trust them. And just leaves. Well, we should give him a little bit of credit. The reason he wanted to go to the strip club, he's like, oh, I know they have internet. Like, how do you know that they... Sweet, don't fucking with this microphone cord. I'm going to sell you to the. But uh, <laughs> fucking. So the reason they want to go to the strip club, <laughs> they he knows they have internet. I'm trying to figure out how does he know the strip club has internet. Um, uh, I I don't know, and also not for nothing. This is like a horrible looking strip club. I'm like, I have never entered a strip club that looks like this. That they clearly like rented out like a VFW hall or something. Every strip club I've ever been to looks like a VFW hall. This, this is the, no. I, it's, it's, it. it uh, this is way too well lit. Maybe it's just because it's way too well lit. I'll pass pieces every day. I'll send you a picture of the outside and let you. Oh t- my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh no, it totally is. But anyway, and also it's just it is a comical fucking strip club like a lot of these dudes it feels like they didn't really get extras they were just like hey this area that we just rented out whatever guys are here just put titties in front of them and just give them some fake money <laughs> well remember you gotta remember it, it is a 90s movie so there has to be like a scene with titties right so oh, i forgot to say before we go to the strip club we have a strip scene oh yeah while jean-claude van damme is driving to the place that is soon to be named that has internet access that he starts to explain that I need to go somewhere for a dial-up internet to cross-reference something, figure out, because he knows that the hacker man was an ex-employee of the base. So he's like, all right, so I just got to figure out who's putting the file downloads and get the IP address and go there. So while that's happening, Reporter lady is like, you know what? Let me take my perfectly action movie appropriate outfit of pants and let me change into a skirt and sweater. (laughs) I see the vision. I get it. (laughs) Hey, eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. But uh, during this time we referenced earlier, uh, she's asking him, like, oh, where's your wife? Oh, my wife's dead. And then she's like, oh. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, let me take my shirt off real quick. Eyes on the road, Buster. And she leans in all like, it's the only way I can describe it as seductive, right? Like, it, like it was seductive. And she leaned in and it was like, oh, what's the plan? What are we doing next? It's, like, let's be real. It was some hoe shit. All right. She yeah, was yeah, yeah. really just laying it on thick after that. Yeah. Like, oh, your wife's dead? Uh you got, you got anybody else trying to hop on that dick, bad boy? What's <laughs> you got going on? <laughs> like, let me get some of that ass zombie D, boy. Zombie dick. Let's see what that's all about. <laughs> I mean, he is her story, after all. <laughs> Anything for story. a story. Anything <laughs> for a story. Uh, there's not dedication like that anymore in the media. Dude, they don't make them like that. These kids ain't hungry no more. <laughs> nope. You got it. Which also, when they get to the strip club, I love how she just, like, sits down at the bar and immediately just starts spilling all of this top-secret crap <laughs> just to some stripper trying to give her a lap dance. 
And so my favorite just, was like the stripper came up to her and it's like she's just trying to earn some money. She's a hardworking woman out here on the ground. I get it. And she comes up like, hey, hey, honey, why don't you get a lap dance? And uh, she's like, oh, no, I'm here with a man. And she goes, oh, well, why don't you be brave? Come on, let's try something new. Maybe you'll like it. She's like, bravery. Let me tell you about bravery. And just starts <laughs> spilling everything immediately. <laughs> This is like the 90s equivalent of just trauma dumping on somebody. Right. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and I just, in this moment, I realized something about myself. I could not name the dialogue for the Goldberg scene, but I nailed the fucking strip club scene bit for bit. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's 100% what attention. happened. Your boy was locked in. <laughs> I'm telling you, what my favorite lines is coming up, and I'm, I mean, I'm not even probably going to say it right when it comes up, but like, when he gets to the computer room, because he knocks out some dude with a fucking weird Kangle hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and then like... The guy gets, I mean, John Cloud's doing the whole cross-referencing thing, which, by the way, you, you don't really get an explanation for, once again, how he knows there's internet there, how he knows how to cross-reference something, what he's trying to cross-reference, because you just like, I'm going to the strip club. And he's just hanging out in this room with the strippers. Oh, yeah, well, they're doing, like, phone sex and, and I guess, the, the first incarnations of live camming or something, or live streaming. So, yeah, two things that um, people today, kids today won't know. Uh... One nine hundred numbers and dial up internet, all in yeah. this movie. Oh yeah, that's right. They don't have uh, those. Wait, they probably still have those dial in numbers for that for for that the phone sex shit, right? Yeah. They probably still have that. Old perverts didn't yeah. just go away. <laughs> no, they're still here. <laughs> they're still around. Look, have you? You haven't been to Russell Rager, have you? <laughs> God, I have so much to learn. But the guys, so all of the security guards come up. I don't know why they're also wearing some weird, like, bootleg polo, like, uniforms or something. I don't know why they're treating it like it's a country club. But, like, the guys... They are businessmen, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, random buff businessmen in Kangol hats. Dollar store <laughs> Kangol hats. Because it has, like, the no fear eyes on it somehow. And... <laughs> and then, so, the guy goes, like, Looks like, we got a cowboy in there. Let's get in there and ride him. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get some of the zombie dick. <laughs> and I just started dying laughing. Like, you can't. You guys just don't know how that sounds right now. <laughs> like, like, that's the start of, like, uh, like some gay gangbang porno movie. It was the 90s. It was a different time. I don't know. We got a cowboy in there. Uh, let's get in there and ride him. <laughs> <laughs> like, What? Like Brian Cowboy, get it? Jean Claude Van Damme sex tape would sell like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of greasy bodyguard dudes. Just, just think about the out. positions with the splits, especially if oh. he was coked out. He absolutely was. This whole that's like that's his acting style. It's just cocaine. I was disappointed we had no splits in this movie. We did get the roundhouse kick. He had to throw in at least the, the, the Jean-Claude roundhouse kick. We had like 5,000 of those, but no splits. We do get strippers fighting. Oh, yeah. I love how Get's this movie out. turned into Roadhouse. This shit rock. I was looking for Terry Funk, but I couldn't see him. <laughs> oh, man. Terry Funk. Uh, what'd you call it? Yeah, I just love. I just love. Yeah, I was about to say R.I.P. Now I wish that Terry Funk was on the bodyguards. 
He's in there. Yeah, he's still in there. <laughs> you egg sucking dog. He, they are in Texas. Oh, oh egg sucking dog. But it literally just turns into Roadhouse, where just everyone just starts fighting everyone. Yeah, there was no rhyme or reason at this point to the fights. I was, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, oh, I'm just not even going to make heads or tails of this. I just see strippers fighting. Hell yeah. That's fair. That's what they wanted. And you know what? Fuck it. It works. I'll give them their credit. Eventually, Van Tam and Reporter Lady make it outside. And right as they're doing that, a dude on a motorcycle comes up who is the least intimidating person on a bike I have ever seen. And he says, hey, you're missing out on a fight in there. Gee, thanks, Wiley, while Van Damme impersonates being a valet and just lifts the bike. There's also a moment back when he gets with the reporter. I can't remember exactly what he says, but like he tries to flirt with her, but he does it so badly. But it doesn't matter because she's down that fucking bad for him. Yeah, at this point. Like, he fumbles it so hard, but she's still like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen you fight. Once again, she wants that undead dick. Yep. And then I think after this, they actually find, uh, they make their way to Hacker Man, right? Yeah. Not until uh, we get to the third thing that Kid City won't recognize when Bill Goldberg home invades um, Van Damme's house and listens to his answering machine, where Maggie says everything. Again, she is a researcher at a military installation with no sense of discretion. She's good at her job. And that's also a straight rip from the first Terminator 2. Exactly. That's hilarious. But yeah, so at this, well, that happens. And then we cut back to Hacker Man. And Hacker Man's going off on how great Seth is and all this. And then Seth pops in and murks the fuck out of Hacker Man. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious. He was just like verbally just gobbling Seth's cock. Doing tricks on it. Yeah, no, and just literally, and just, <laughs> Seth just comes from the back, snatches it, and just chucks him like a cheap sex doll. Like a cheap Matthew Lillard sex doll. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. And, and once again, I love that Michael Jai White's in this because he does actually a really good job. Like, I'm like, oh, you know what? Ultron could have been black. They should have just made Ultron <laughs> black. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, Michael J. White just straight up bitch slaps Van Damme and says, you want your daughter? Uh, you know where to find her. Come to the hospital. We'll see. Give me the code. Yep, hard as fuck. <laughs> he's, he, like I said, he's like, he's the highlight of this movie. He really is. I just wish they actually had like a actual martial arts fight because Michael J. White is an insane martial artist. Oh, yeah. It feels, it, does, it also feels like a waste of him this in this movie. It is a waste, but it's also like, you know, he actually doesn't do a bad job as just kind of like an over-the-top, like, sociopath, emotionless villain. No, a robot I thought villain. he was like a shining bright star in this movie. Yeah, he was. I mean... Which, to be fair, is not hard to be. No, no, I just kind of wish he had more opportunities to do stuff, but... Right. Yeah, the thing just... he's like, he's known for and really good at. Imagine if we had these, like, crazy over-top scenes with him, and then he does more of the cool martial arts stuff. You could do both. Right. I just kept on thinking about every time that we get a scene away from Seth, especially after an action scene, um, I'm only thinking about Black Dynamite. Who the hell interrupted my Kung Fu? Yes. Oh, wow, he was in the end of every scene. 
Yes, and he was also Spawn, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. He was Spawn. I'm pretty sure this this actually might have been... No, this was after Spawn. This was after Spawn. But I'm like, wow, that really... I mean, that movie tanked, so I'm surpri- I'm not surprised that he didn't get a lot of job opportunities after that. But he rocks. No, he rocks. I, I loved him in this movie. I actually, we just wish there was more fight scenes with him, because he's really good at doing fight scenes. Yeah, but like I said, like as like an emotionless like villain, he was actually pretty good. Oh, he crushed it. So basically, they're at the hospital. Uh, Maggie finally catches on, but she just she just eats it. She dies so fast. That was so fast. hilarious. It's just like you just see the, the 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 POV, and then you just see her get slapped. Just like, oh, and then that's like that's it. That's all it took. Like that was it. Super dead. It was like the most anticlimactic death like you could have given a character. And then what they do with her afterwards is just bullshit. They just speed ran the original movie arc for Van Damme with her. Oh my but she God. also got fridged. It was so bad. I actually feel bad for that actress. Like you really, they kind of wasted you in this. Oh yeah, sure. And I think at this point, so like uh, Luke and reporter lady are trying to make their way to the hospital after this, if I recall correctly. Yep. Laundry room fight. Just chucks one of the dudes into one of the giant dryers. Yes. Presumably he's just done after that. Hell yeah. And they eventually get to the hospital. Luke tells her to like wait. Well, she really doesn't do that. I forgot. He did a uh, he put the defibrillator on one of the brains to fry the chips. That's why the other guy was down. Really sick. I like uh actually that's one of the few things about this movie that makes sense. <laughs> actually they never explained that's the reason why it didn't work. That's just me using oh. the brain that they presume that no one watching it uses. Which to be <laughs> oh, fair, yeah, no, I had like, to like think about that for a little bit. I had to really turn my brain off to like really get into the in the trenches with this movie. <laughs> right. Hey, just don't think about it. go just if you just go full, no thoughts, head empty, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it did go full fuck yeah when Michael Jai White just insta kills a dude with a single kick. Oh yeah, that's and it's it's funny too because it's like Jean Claude Van Damme does the same fucking thing where he just that standing just straight kick into somebody and then they just die. I'm like, it's such a waste I didn't get a fight between the two of them. But yeah, I love that shit. When Michael Jai White did that, or he just fucking just backhand someone and just go through a fucking window or something. Yeah, Bill Goldberg going out that window. It's like, oh, God. I hate that guy. How does it with Bill Goldberg and windows? <laughs> 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 now, is this before or after the spear? Oh, this is before. Once he starts doing spears, he doesn't stop. We're gonna jump ahead to when he does a spear because it's so sick that he does the fucking spear. This is is this when he fucking fights the uh, the the horde of uh, per, uh, orderly beefcakes that just come through. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Goldberg saw one dude that was potentially bigger than him, and he said, "Fuck that!" Ripped off his shirt and then went to town. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. I'm like. Oh, that's why I was questioning whether these guys are wrestlers. And I'm not like, these guys are fucking huge to be working at a hospital like this. No one, well, you know, no one in Hollywood's taking that spear. Look, Bill Goldberg mosh hard on all of these dudes. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just hilarious. I fucking love this scene because he's just beating the shit out of these random beefcake orderlies. Like, why did they 
hire these guys so for one in theory wrestlers and uh stuntmen are in the same line of work right huh? yes okay so do you think that he accidentally fucked up any of these stuntmen so yes um i'm sure that he probably messed up the dude that he did a backbreaker to because i don't <laughs> think bill goldberg has ever done a backbreaker to <laughs> anyone <laughs> yeah that's right that looked pretty painful to be honest i'm like oh shit he did a fucking backbreaker and it looked like it worked i'm pretty sure it did <laughs> oh man. allegedly but, wait do, so do you think that he did all of his like Stunts like where like, you ran his head into shit and stuff like that. Bill Goldberg, I mean, That's a really good question. He was doing that on the regular on purpose. Of sure, okay. I, no, actually, no, he didn't. I don't know because I, I'm I sure know. the movie like, was like, we cannot have you do that. No, Bill Goldberg, stop doing that. <laughs> well, part of his interest is literally headbutting things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like he does. Because, like, like, that scene, he gets, like, because Jean-Claude Van Damme comes in after he does fucking annihilate, the, the beefcake annihilation that he lays down. And then he, he like, he, he does the right thing. John, he's about to spear Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he just dodges it, and he goes into the elevator, but he goes head first. And I'm like, oh, shit, that actually looked like it kind of hurt. So I don't know if it was Bill Goldberg or the studio was like, no, we have to give you a fucking stunt double because we don't want to fucking injure you on our fucking set. He did the full uh, hat jump. To get out oh, of that one. Yeah, so I think at this point, after they fight, uh, Seth Seth takes the little child somewhere. I don't remember where. I don't have oh, it in my notes. Back to the base. Okay, back to right. basics. Back, back to basics. Yeah, dude, they only have like three sets that they rented out here. They really dude, you're do. you're so right. It's like three sets that they rented out because all of the rest of the budget went to the explosions and the fucking terrible effects. Because... We'll get to the end, but there is a very bad effect that happens at the very end. Hey, I'm going to pause it for a sec. I really have to pee. I'm sorry. Oh, thank God. Me too. Oh, my God. I don't know. I tried to do a mysterious sound, but I'm a little too tipsy. So that's what you get. We're back. That was your mysterious sound. Yes. So back to the basics. Back to the base. Another ticking time clock. This time it's by the general. And he's going to blow the entire building this time, not just the power, um, in 15 minutes. Which, honestly, they should have done in the first place. But, I mean, n- none of this makes sense. So, whatever. Well, because at first so, they're like toxic gas. Oh, yeah. They don't want a miasma of disease to come out of this place. Because for some reason, they had their universal soldier program along with their bioweapons division. You know, makes sense. Didn't you see the cum basement? The biohazard goon basement? Yeah, that's exactly the goon what it was. lab. Oh my god, it's all making sense. They didn't want to blow it up and release all the Universal Soldier cum. Like, what would happen if that miasma of just unisole cum just went into the atmosphere and then rained down upon all of America? But then they decided, actually, we can just cover it up. We have enough stuff that, like, so it won't actually spread, so it's fine. <laughs> I love how they came up with a solution to that very quickly. Like, hey, we can't use explosives, but let's just use explosives. Yes. <laughs> Fuck the military industry complex. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm, I'm with you, Marcy. I'm with you. I see the vision. But when it comes to blowing things up, dude's rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of explosions that happen. 
and they are all very cool. Thank you, Rob. (laughs) So before we get into all the explosions, we've got to get more Jean-Claude Van Damme um, special ops sneaking in, which he's only he's the only one successful at. The reason why it failed the first time to kill the power is because literally every single one of them had their flashlights going around, flashing everybody (laughs) while they're running through. You just need the lead. And you don't need them to be that bright. But it's the 90s. They didn't have too many um, school shooters yet. Anyways, so we've got Jean-Claude Van Damme sneaking back in. And he confronts Seth. And Seth is like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you your daughter the Shibata surgery. Because she's got the Shibata injury if you just give me the code. So they fight for a bit. Seth breaks the code himself. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'll put in the code. Or presumably he put in the code. And he's like, all right, time for me to go full Skynet. So the thing I didn't understand, and maybe you guys can fill in the gaps for me. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, he initiated the procedure himself. How did he know how to do that? So in the beginning, so after the military exercise where um, Jean-Claude Van Damme blew that fucking hole through Goldberg's chest, there right. was the regen chamber. And so we saw these one practical blood effect of his exploded chest and stab wound healed. Oh, so, presumably, so, he, so he made his daughter a zombie. Uh, no, it, no, it's like a, it's, it's like a back to tank or like one of those fucking healing yeah. tanks from like Star Wars or something. It's like the thing from Jason X that they put Jason in. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I like that's Jason. your go to for that. I love that more wrestling adjacent. And I think that like sort of like nocturne tank that we'll get to shortly because that's a fun scene. But when all of the uh, other Universal soldiers are just kind of like chilling out in a reverse tanning room. Presumably, all of the all of the uh, regen properties are going because I would assume, and this is me putting too much thought into Universal Soldier of the Return, because they're all dead. They're all dead body tissue. They need a little bit of an extra jolt in right. keeping it going. So I feel like that's part of it. But that's my thoughts. Uh, yes, the beefcake freezer. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they have their fight and like. Luke realizes, oh, well, I can't kill him, like, just by shooting him with the gun. So he just shoots some cold electricity. Shit rocks. I thought it was, like, liquid nitrogen. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it was, like, it was sparking also. Okay, gotcha. And that might have just been the terrible effects that they had. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. But, yeah, basically, I'm like... I'm pretty sure the idea was to do, like, a whole freezing effect, like, once again, just like in <laughs> fucking Terminator. Just like in Terminator. This is such a rip of Terminator, but it just doesn't matter because it's so goofy that it's so much fun to watch. Well, if this is secretly Terminator 3, the, the actual Terminator 3. It, to be honest, I would have rather have paid to see this in theaters that they just called the Terminator 3 than when I actually went to pay to see Terminator 3 in theaters. Because <laughs> <clears throat> this movie's awesome. Terminator 3 was just like... Fair. But there was a lot of cool fight scenes. This is where we got to see Jean-Claude Van Damme and Michael Dry White go at it as best as 1999 film editing would allow for. For a little bit. You get you get flashes of it. Yeah, but I didn't like all the camera cuts and like, I don't know. 
Like there was a lot to be left. There was a lot left on the table that could have been done. That's why I hate it. That's the only thing I hate about this movie. Really, it's just like you guys could have had some awesome fucking just like you guys. None of this makes sense, anyways. Just have them have a kung fu fight at the very end. Yeah, that would have been like, awesome. You get the like if you got the dudes from the raid to shoot this, from the raid movies to shoot this, this would be great. And you can like keep the, all the same set pieces. You know, they'll figure out how to mend it together. But all of the um sort of like kicks with all of the um cryogenic lawn chairs <laughs> the sort of like flippy gun shit the kind of like keep away stuff like a mix of that and like the Jackie Chan action stunt team you put those two together and you know A plus yeah it would have been fucking cool but then they do these like weird cuts where just number one Michael Jai White's not doing any kung fu shit he's just kind of like deflecting and just kind of doing the whole superhero like I'm gonna hit you once and you're just going through a fucking window and it was just like, I, I, you guys could have done so much more. I mean, not for nothing. I like Michael Jai White in, in this too. And once again, he gets taken out exactly. I know, Dalton, you have not seen the Terminator movies. I don't know how you haven't seen them, but you need to see them, especially after this movie, because you'll be like, wow, this movie just fucking took a lot from these other movies. But there's a scene where literally the bad guy gets frozen in liquid nitrogen and then gets broken apart. It's just like this, but the CGI is way worse than this. Oh, like the first victim from Jason X. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes, Jason X is a very good paradigm for you to use. Just keep using that. <laughs> Ignore what Marcy says. Just embrace the Jason X. So what's really funny is I'm looking through my notes. I'm like, what is next after this? It's the final Goldberg fight. But important yes. to understand, the Goldberg fight is the fact that while the first person that Jean-Claude Van Damme sees in the military base when he sneaks back in is Maggie, who is now Universal Soldierized, who off-screen got the Shibata surgery. So she's so unimportant, so unimportant she got the off-screen Shibata surgery. Right. Um, but also Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, marks her immediately. Oh, so quickly. It was supposed to have an emotional punch. But One it's would like... say without thought. <laughs> he just goes for it. She's like, fuck, how do we explain why she has to fight Bill Goldberg? Um, I don't know. Shoot a scene where she's a universal soldier and then we shoot her again. It, it was, once again, her character got done so dirty. I'm like, uh, this is just horrible. It's like, there's supposed to be an emotional punch where he's just like, oh, I'm killing my friend, but it just kind of happens. And you're just like, all right, next scene. They just jump right to the next scene. They literally like it doesn't. There's no lingering. She just eats it, and then it just they go on. So this is jumping after the Michael J. White fight, but she comes back, right? Yes. So this is where we get into next with the final Bill Goldberg fight. How the fuck did she get deprogrammed? She got her sense knocked into her. I don't know. This is where I was saying she got the fast track Universal Soldier One plot. So okay. <laughs> She gets her memories back, and she's like, I can't fight it anymore. Dalton, why are you questioning this? <laughs> I'm fighting it as hard as I can. <laughs> yeah, like, just don't question it at this point. Things are just gonna fucking happen because they need to happen. You know what? Makes enough sense for me. Because <laughs> it's like, like this is this is like critically, this is for film. This is not a good movie. 
Oh no. But just for no. pure entertainment value. Ooh, this is just a plethora. Water of ride. This. Oh my god, this is like like a almost like a, a low like a little bit of a less great like a wagyu beef, a fucking just terrible movie. You know, I no every now and then you got to get the steak from Waffle House. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like I just reviewed a movie that was actually like really critically acclaimed and really good, and just I just want a McDonald's cheeseburger right now. Exactly, you get it. Yeah, it's awesome. This movie's awesome. So yeah, um, and then just kind of okay. So we get the big old request, which was sick. Uh, and then like it just the movie just kind of ends. They all run out in the field. Luke, reporter lady, dumb child, and then it's just hey, it just cuts right. The general's like, I'm gonna fucking blow it. I don't care. And then John Claude Van Damme runs out. He's like, oh, no, I clicked the button. And it wasn't working because, oh, Seth knew. And they're like, Seth knew he cut the power, the charges. I guess we're jumping past us, too, in, like, the Goldberg fight. It ends because he runs out and he shoots the explosives and they blow the building up. Yeah. So many more explosions. So many fucking more explosions. Very cool. Very based. I loved it. It was awesome. It was a very, yeah. And then we just get, like I said, him, reporter lady, and his little child, who is now healed from the Shibata injury. Mm-hmm. All just kind of hug, and then we cut the credits, and that's fucking it. I noticed one thing in the credits, and it stuck out to me. There was a character that is um, credited as drag queen. And I'm trying to think, where did that, where was there a drag queen? And the implication was that that was the phone sex operator. Uh, but they did absolutely nothing to point it out, which honestly, for 1999, is pretty good. Because she was also a little homophobic, I think. We missed some homophobia. Oh shit! Yes, we did. So we're obviously back to the strip strip club scene, like we all wanted to talk about. So the implication is that you know, reporter lady doesn't get down like that. Um, she was taken aback by it. And so as they're on the motorcycle where none of them are wearing helmets and they're going at regular highway speeds, but they can still talk to each other, which is fine. As you do. They have a little bit of light banter where Jean-Claude is like, hey, so she was uh, chatting you up. Uh, What do you? Uh, I think you make a cute couple. And she's like, no, I'm not like that. She's not my type. She seems like your type. Oh, I forgot the whole not my type, your type thing between Van Damme and reporter lady. She's like, she's like, I bet you were a football player. No, it was a soccer player. Cause you know, he's from Europe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Oh no, it's called football. Soccer is what assholes call it. (laughs) And then he's like, well, I bet you were a cheerleader. And the reporter lady was a cheerleader. He's like, that's not fair. Just cause you're right. Doesn't make it right. But it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Um, I had a thought and I lost it. Uh, how, how many drinks deep are you? I don't know. This was a movie, like I said, this is a movie where things just kind of happen. There's really no coherent plot or anything. I just love how it just kind of ends. Like, it's it ends so quickly. They hug credits. When credits ran, I didn't expect it at all. Like... <laughs> I expected some kind of emotional moment between uh, the reporter and uh, I keep wanting to say Jason Statham. 
between a reporter and John Van Dam or John Claude Van Dam. Yeah, John Van Dam. John Van Dam. <laughs> that there, John Van Dam. You know, hell fighter there. That there, John Van Dam. But uh, <laughs> I expect about some kind of like, emotional moment between them, like maybe like a scene where like they go get a date or something like that. Or yeah, like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, it just ended. <laughs> yeah, or maybe even if it's something like they go back to the house and right, you know, it's like you know what, let's give this a shot. Let's let's sit down and write that story. Uh, you know, I'm, look, that that's the thing. Like most good movies, they have a kind of cool down period or like a kind of like downward narrative to just kind of cap everything off. This movie does not have that. It's just like. We're going to do explosions, fight, explosions, fight, and then just kind of ends. <laughs> More explosions than fight, to be honest. Like, there's actually not a whole lot of fighting. Not true. It's like 90% explosions. And they're fucking awesome, but still. I wish the fights were a little more. Like, I would not be surprised if Michael Bay saw this and was like, this is what I need my entire career to be now. <laughs> This is the most pro wrestling movie ever. Just a bunch of high spots. And as soon as you get the finish, you're done. And you're out of there. It's like, you, you know, know what? what? That, we got to get in under time. You're <laughs> you've got 12 minutes. Let's go. This one Bring is also home. a nice crisp 82. And it stuck to it. <laughs> yep. Don't care how you get from one spot to the next. As long as you get there and make it fun while you're there. That's it. That's all I care. Forty-five. If you watch a one and a half speed. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess I guess we'll also give movies ratings. Uh, how are we doing ratings here? You can do it however you want. It just has to be a. It can be a number. It could be a letter. Sorry. It right. could be whatever you want it to be. Um. So it's Valentine's Day. So I don't. I can't think of a good Valentine's Day related one. I give it two flash. No, no, no. I give it six flash kicks out of eight and a half because John Claude Van Damme, he played Guile. There is a lot of math going on with that rating. This is such a dumb movie that I love it. And I feel like that score, I don't have to explain <laughs> myself with that score. That's that's the key. I don't have to explain myself. So I was actually, so my rating is going to, my metric is going to stay consistent, the C minus to C plus scale, where C is terrible, don't watch, C is average, and, you know, passive recommendation, and C plus is just a solid recommendation to this is the greatest thing ever. Um, This is going to be my first C plus of the pup pack. Let's go! (laughs) Yeah. So I would like to give this movie... Um, four out of six Natty Lights, which is, uh, what a coincidence, what I have drank so far during the recording of this podcast. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Uh, I, I, I think for me, I'll just use my, my, my own rating that I use for my, my other podcast too, but like, uh, cause it goes from, uh, complete dumpster fire to fucking stay your ass at home and just rent it and then just fucking take my money. I'll see it in theaters. 
Yo, just take my money, and I would totally see this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'd fucking sneak in, like, a fucking six-pack in my fucking 14XL shirt, walk in and just fucking just rip beers and just fucking watch this. This would be amazing. Who do we have to talk to to get this to, like, be re-shown in theaters? (laughs) This is... That would be hilarious if we could actually get that to happen. Oscar and Dalton, you can come up here, and we'll make that happen. If you if you can find like a place that will let us fucking do that, like an event, that would be awesome. I would absolutely come up for that. I don't because... know about there, but in uh, Valdosta, where I live, uh, you can rent a uh, theater at the movie theaters, and you, I think it's like two hundred bucks. You uh, pay, and you have like a private screening of whatever movie you want. Hell oh yeah. my god! If we could do that, that'd be amazing. Because like not for that, like I said, for my rating. Take my fucking money. I would absolutely have gone to the theaters to fucking watch this. Because, like, just the intro alone would have fucking locked me into this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Just new metal and just fucking jet ski, like, chase fights where I'm like, oh my god, it's Guile and what I assume is fucking (laughs) Chun-Li. And but on the other hand, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> fuck you oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> love it oh, yeah, this is a fun movie plug all your shit we've been running long we've been running so long but I've been having a blast so it's all good uh, yeah, you, you can follow me on twitter at shortbusdalt you can follow my other podcast uh, SBSC pod on twitter and available wherever you find podcasts uh, for me, you can find me on Instagram mostly, uh, Gooned Up Nerds. It's one word, Gooned Up Nerds. And uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd, where I review other movies and stuff. That's also Gooned Up Nerds, one word. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Oscar, when's Gooned Up Nerds going to review Face Off? Listen, I have been trying to get that to happen for a while, and they just will not have it. I will go into every like live thing you do and request face off. I mean, do it it's just because like I want it to happen, but they're just like, listen, you play that movie so much just when we don't have to watch movies. Pop pack invasion. Let's do face off. Flip it into the poll. That's oh, all. I'm that's, a good, that's a good idea. All right, all right. I might do that. That's a good us, idea. Because no, we we can we can easily use our we will use our clout to drum up support I, for face off. I love that you guys are like I will use my influence to make this happen. All right, I'll, I'll... just drop us into the link, and it's surprised we're doing face off. I'll let y'all know when I do the next fan poll. I'm gonna put fucking face off on there, but I'll let y'all know. <laughs> y'all are real homies for this, by the way. <laughs> Listen, I have a Discord full of autists that will follow me into hell. Okay. We can make this happen. I'm one of them. <laughs> yes, Marcy's one of them. <laughs> it's only fair. I also have a Discord with a bunch of autistic people that follow me to hell. Oh and you're one God. of them. I am one of them. <laughs> uh, Jess, where can people find you? Jess Bones JB on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and SoundCloud at E-Girl Fanboy, boy spelled B-O-I. Uh, I have my new mix, Deathmatch Dance Party, out. It's pretty sick. Go on SoundCloud, listen to it. Um, I have some dates booked. I don't know if I, there, I can actually say what they are. I'm really excited. Hey, if you can book DJs, book me. Please book me. I will play anything. 
I will play on anything. A parties, uh, your underground fight club. Mostly just like <laughs> dance dance shows are probably probably what I'm best for, but I'll do anything. Children's birthday parties. She plays exclusively children's birthday parties. Book her for your five year old. That's why I play the trap set. I would love if like Marcy's <laughs> only business was just like like little kids parties and then fight clubs. And then, and then she plays like the same mixes for both. And it's just like, you just see fighters getting super hype on just hyper pop. Just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking fuck this guy up. And on that note, um, thanks to this movie, shout out to being perverts. Bill yeah, Goldberg, yeah. you're a real one. Yeah, Goldberg, you fucking hit the nail on the head with that one, man. Oh, shit. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Pop kisses. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Bark, let's go! Money I spit out blood, 
lifts them up.